Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the premium episode uh, of TF. When, when did we start doing that? I don't know. Around the time when we all became like hot ass twinks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, after Around we all got force fammed. Yeah, some of us, right. some of us benefited more than others. You're listening to Femboy Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. To Femboy. F- the Can't believe podcast. this. Yeah. This is what the Marxists want. The <laughs> feminization of men. That's right. That's right. That's right. I remember when podcasters were real men. We don't, we don't just have dresses. We have, like, on this one. Uh, we have like yeah. we have like we have we have like we have like we all just got bimbified, I think. Mm-hmm. We're all super yeah, draw, hot. Draw yeah. art of that and send it to us on Twitter. No, do not. Yeah, centrists are horny for our buses. Um so we are we're back. We're talking about another uh Basically, my theory is when you get a popular enough uh, podcast, you're allowed to pick one celebrity that you can kind of torture. Yeah. Um, And so we are back to read another book by an MP. Mm. That's the category of episodes that uh, Nish Kumar is on. (laughs) Nish, thank you for coming back. I don't know why you keep agreeing to this. (laughs) My absolute pleasure. The word celebrity did a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. (laughs) Well, congratulations on appearing (laughs) in another another installment in this Saw (laughs) franchise that we've kind of devised for you. I feel like you want to play a game, Mr. Kumar. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like after you've appeared in Guido Fawkes like twice, you can like claim yourself as a British celebrity. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh well. Exactly. In that case, in that case, I'm Britain's Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. You're um. You're you can go on. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And what you are in is yeah. uh, the uh, friendly social obligation to spend an hour with us every few months uh, listening <laughs> to a terrible book. Yeah, on this podcast, we've actually carefully constructed all the microphone angles to make Nish appear slightly taller. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, no, so what this basically is, is Nish is in like a sort of a voluntary saw situation with us. Yeah. yeah. He knows what he's getting into. That's right. Isn't voluntary Um, saw just BDSM? (laughs) <laughs> going on going on sword just because you want to lose a few pounds <laughs> so without any further ado um i want to guess get us into this book because what so with if you recall with with the books we've read so far have been books by headbanging tory weirdos yeah unforgettable we've read the things like uh yeah. the mm, victorians iconic. with jacob reese mogg the yeah, other one by Jacob Rees-Mogg. <laughs> uh, Seventy-two virgins. Oh yeah, um, just the, uh, you know that the... that book written by the actual prime minister. Yeah, the prime yes, minister's yeah. novel. Yeah, the prime minister's yeah. novel. Yeah. That's prime minister... technically a manga. <laughs> the prime minister's <laughs> racist book that he wrote. That he wrote. Can I, can I, can I just um, intervene just to say something very quickly? This is important. Which is um, uh, wait, wait yes. for it. Uh, Jacob Rees-Pogg. That's right, Jacob nice. Rees Poggs is walking. Jacob Rees Poggs. Everyone's, everyone's so if you, mad. If you because... would like a job on Trash Future, simply write. <laughs> That's right. That's how you get this. That's how you get here. <laughs> I had to grind for this view, where grind means doing that. Yeah. Uh, so, I, without any further ado, I want to get us into talking about uh, a book by a mm. Labour now former MP. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so it's stretching the definition a little bit, but I think that's okay because yeah, it's, it's recent a book enough. About, yeah. Yeah. It's recent He's transitioned enough. from being an MP to being a it's former a book MP. <laughs> that's about being an MP, uh, and it is by former deputy leader of the Labour Party, and uh, let's say 
frequently name-checked in the labor leaks report in a way that would not necessarily color him as a very yeah. good person. And aspiring PE instructor and gamer. <laughs> yeah, all-round jacked dude. Yeah, Renaissance right. man. We mm. are reading by Tom Watson and Imogen Robertson, The House, colon, the most utterly gripping must-read political thriller of the 21st century. Well, I don't like the subtitle very much, but like apart did, from that, did they did they get that quote by doing the thing in The Simpsons where they phone up Tom Clancy and say like, <laughs> and he's like, "Would <laughs> I say this is like, it's a clear and present danger to your free time?" No, I wouldn't say that. What do you mean? I just did. <laughs> well, uh, so. In their remarkable debut political thriller, Tom Watson, former deputy leader of the Labour Party, and Imogen Robertson, uh, who is a like historical fiction writer, like writer of thrillers, like mm. you know, page turners, this kind of thing, an actual writer, doors. if you will. Yes. Mm. So this is what the makes first, that- like the first positive strategic move we've seen from any of these people is get somebody <laughs> else to write it. And and mm. so that's what's interesting, right? Is this book is. Perfectly competently written. Oh, what a change! Is, yeah, the plot because yeah, yeah. it, it, this is this wasn't bashed off by Boris Johnson in some kind of like racist phantasmagoria over the course of a weekend. <laughs> yeah. um, nor, and I respect that method more because he loved writing that book and he was very horny while doing so. Nor was it just sort of Jacob Rees-Mogg trying to like work out all of his grievances back in time. Yeah. This is a competently written book that nevertheless is conceptually ludicrous. So, so uh, the new blurb, a competently written book. <laughs> <laughs> Trash Future Podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Alice, when we discussed it, we said it's like, um, it's sort of like the experience of, because I read this whole book over the course of the day. <laughs> Wikipedia states this is a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Pages included. <laughs> So basically, like, because I, I read this over the course of a day, and then Alice, when you and I were talking about it, uh, it's it's yeah, like the I way debriefed that we, I could best... you black ops style from your <laughs> the, time the, reading this. The way that I could best describe it is, it's sort of like the it's it's like the artistic experience of watching a ditch being dug well. Yes. By the end of it, you have watched someone dig a ditch, and you're like, "That's a pretty good ditch, I suppose. That's a pretty good ditch. It's a pretty good ditch." <laughs> oh, thank you, Theo. So. Uh, anyway, so let's let's get into this. Um, so here's the summary. Uh, mm-hmm. Once allies, Labour MP Owen McKenna. <laughs> mm. Oh, God. Brother of Paul McKenna, the hypnosis yeah. weight loss <laughs> That's guy. Right. I'm always interested that none of these people, like, goes the, like, thick of it route of never naming any of the parties. Like, it's, it's so obvious that they want their grievances at this point. Their specific grievances. It member of the Labour Party, Wom Totson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alistair Amble walked yeah. into the room. No, he ambled. Yeah, that's he they called him. Yeah. Well, his name was Campbell, but they called him Amble. Yeah, um, <laughs> Alistair Amble Campbell. So I'm, I'm just uh, developing a deep empathy for this writer for all of the yeah. shit she must have had to have yeah. shot down. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, work Ima- imagine imagine Tom Watson pitching stuff to her and she's just like, well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know what about this really Alistair Amble character. <laughs> so why does he have to be the- a PE instructor? <laughs> so so 
uh, Owen McKenna and conservative minister Philip Bickford now face what each other across the House of Commons as bitter enemies when the mm. reappearance of a figure from their past forces Ooh. them to confront the choices Is that it led... Glenn Maxwell? Uh, <laughs> it, no. I hate when uh, the reappearance of a figure from my past forces me to confront things. Some of my least favorite shit to confront. I hate it when I find myself in a Dickens novel. Uh, confront the choices that led to the tragic downfall of their former housemate and fellow, like, they all used to work for the Labour oh, Party. Their own big brother. Yeah, Labor, yeah, and Labour Party colleague Jay. What, late one night, Owen receives a visit from a lobbyist who promises to protect him from the consequences of his action in the past in exchange for one small favor, or to have his reputation and career utterly destroyed if he lo- refuses. Mm. But that favor will sell out everything Owen believes in. A lobbyist who's wearing a great big chain that he's dragging along the floor ponderously. <laughs> As rivals gather and whispers uh, about a wrongdoing fill the corridors of Westminster, it's clear that someone knows the truth about Jay's okay, Icarus-like listen. fall from grace in 2008. This might be a well well, competently written book. It's not a competently written synopsis, is what it is. No. It's no. D- uh... it's, it doesn't sound like a sort of classic subject matter for a page-turner thriller. Like, <laughs> well, it's not it's like... Not. I sort of anticipated that so- one of them would have to solve a murder. Well, but- like, this is the thing, right? This is the other thing that came out of my debrief with Riley, is that, like, this is a problem with all specialists, right? It's the same reason why John Grisham novels, the th- like, the plot always turns on some obscure legal manoeuvre. When Tom Watson writes a novel, it's gonna be about Tom Watson stuff, and stuff that Tom Watson mm. thinks is cool, and so the conspiracy is gonna be about, you know, stuff Tom Watson's into, yeah. Glastonbury, and, like, <laughs> labour infighting. They do go to Glastonbury. Oh fuck off! <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I am, I am hanging up the call. <laughs> so, uh, basically, there. So there's two because this is a a a thriller that because like it's a boilerplate political thriller. How it works is there are a bunch of characters who relate to each other individually, and then there is an overarching like political conspiracy. And what happens is. As the political conspiracy kicks off, all of the personal stuff also is kicked off, and the resolutions of the personal stuff lead to the resolution of the political conspiracy. Yeah, rising action, denouement, normal stuff. Watch a ditch get dug. Fine. Yeah. So Mm. what we have here, right, is I'm how I'm going to do this is I'm going to say number one, I'd like everyone here to guess on what two to two main sort of. Um, you might say mechanisms of drama. That's the two big things, the two big things that have to be revealed or taken, the two big actions. Um, one of them is about Labour Party disciplinary procedures from 12 <laughs> years ago. Awesome. Huh. I want you to please guess yeah. what the cool. second one is. And the hint is it's politically neutral. It's a function of any MP on an opposition party. Starting with Nish, what do you think it is? The function of any... So it's... It's it's something any MP can do, and it's something that the all the action turns on. Go to Glastonbury. <laughs> asking a qu- asking a question at PMQ. That's right. Yes, yes, it's a PMQ. <laughs> oh, you mean those fuck. things that no one listens to? <laughs> Please check the PMQs on our website. <laughs> yeah. So it basically it turns oh, like the Christ. conspiracy that sort of sets off all the personal stuff is that Owen McKenna may have committed a, a bullying offense in 2008 awesome. that led to a colleague's you fall know, from grace. When Americans right. write this shit, right, at least they can do the like flag fucking thing, and they can have like meetings and a secret outside the Lincoln Memorial and stuff. Here is just shit. Like 
Prime yeah. Minister's Questions is so, like, grubbly, technically televised, you know, barely politically interesting shit. And they're gonna, like, the entire conspiracy is gonna hinge on that. Awesome. Yeah. Give a guy a sniper rifle, for fuck's sake. So how H having a secret meeting in a lay-by on the M4 where there are some people just dogging yeah. like six feet away. So what the action turns on is that basically this a firm that's like a stand-in for Cambridge Analytica is yeah, going to release a, a, a Oxford Thinkomatica. It's, it's called Mondrel Consulting. Close enough. Mongrel Consulting. Wait, is that Mon Mongrel Consulting. Mond Mondrill, unfortunately. Oh, like, I thought it was Mongrel wait, Consulting. A Mondrill with an O or with an A. A U M A U N D R I L. So like a, right. a the kind of monkey. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, so, uh, so strange monkey consulting. So, uh, and then the other sort of thing is right. The story all is that uh, Owen McKenna is like a shadow undersecretary for like you know like I, DCMS. I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. What will and he do next? He, and he's about to ask a question about NHS data usage, and then someone oh, from shit. Mondrel oh, Consulting oh, says, shit. "If you ask that question, I will leak this labor bullying report from 14 years ago because oh, it's set in 2022." God. Amazing. And then it'll be I your career will be over, Mister. I want to shove this book into a fucking locker. <laughs> <laughs> so and here's the other thing, right? If we're there, because yeah, because that's where I keep my books. I, yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah, the, so, I, this normal. Th I want to threaten this book <laughs> with an extremely normal out. thing. No, I mean this is <laughs> this right, is don't like this book with a good time. This is the thing, right, with the labor right, and this is a perfect microcosm. Is that what they're into is extremely technical and dry and boring internal party bureaucracy, but they think this is the coolest shit in the world. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Uh, Hussein, before I start yeah. reading some quotes from the book. Uh, what's your ad a take? I'm just on very this? excited about all of it. It sounds like a very boring book that you'd pick up in like the Paddington branch of W. H. Smith on a very long mm -hmm. train to uh, Wrexham. Um, I, I I remember like I remember this book being hyped up largely just because of Tom Watson and the idea that he was going to like spill all these secrets um, in the book and yeah about the labor disciplinary so, process from twelve so, like, years. I, I, so, like, I'm, I'm on Google okay. now and like I typed in just like some stuff that I found out about the house and all of it is basically like anticipatory stuff about how this is going to be like Tom Watson's way of blow it wide open of exposing not yeah. this kind of like corruption mm. in Parliament but like the kind of corruption that you didn't think about in the Labour Party and it all just oh sounds God, Tom Watson Q and it all just it, it all it all just like sounds very glib but I think you're right in kind of saying that like it's it's one of these very kind of glib like politics books that politics people like but. It's also like incredible, like the American version would be way better because it would have like SEAL Team 6 somewhere, like doing something somewhere. It would yeah, involve there would like, be a bear of a yeah. man. It'd be in there would yeah. be like, there would be like Muslim coyotes on yeah. the Mexican border. Yeah, and this is where like somebody Bar would yeah, like fire is, an RPG at somebody. It would be cool. Is, yeah, this is where like the, there's like a terrorist incident at the White House that Pete Buttigieg stops right, yeah. by pulling out his old service yeah, weapon. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of like it because like it would have like the chaotic energy of the Boris Johnson novel, which is why it's sort of like burned into my brain. I feel like after we're done with this, like I'll just kind of forget that this ever really even existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, like yeah. the American, the American thriller kind of thing is best expressed by the Venture Brothers line, the president's not the real president, you know that. Whereas this, <laughs> yeah. this is like, you know, oh, well, the deputy undersecretary of culture, media, and sport is good. It's like, what? Oh, 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 sorry. I've got that quote, actually. 
Uh, so, awesome. so it's set in 2022. Um, mm. And the sort the of near future, the, uh, COVID still Britain is still dumb. Yeah, Britain's still dumb. Uh, basically, uh, because of COVID and Brexit, a bunch of new legislation got rushed through without a proper oversight. Mm. Huh. And so now, can't, can't imagine. <laughs> and so now, like it's boom time for lobbyists. The legislation passed as the economy (laughs) (laughs) a shuddering halt in 2020 has been rushed and a thousand unintended consequences left behind. Oh no, we forgot to do proper parliamentary scrutiny. If only we'd had Tom Watson. (laughs) The business of the current parliament is try to sort it out. So Owen puts down his glass. He's tired. He needs to sleep. So Greg, the lobbyist who's come to see him, nods. It's simple, really. I heard you tabled a question about the commercial use of NHS data on the upcoming consultation. Some of my clients are pharmaceutical firms who use that data to save thousands of lives. This data is highly illegal. (laughs) They wanted me to see if you had any particular concerns and could put your mind at rest and just not ask the question. I understand their friendly overtures have been rebuffed, and a little bird told me you'd raise the matter with the select committee too. Why ask a question? when you could just not do that yeah you know what i need um, when i when i'm trying to engage people in like my my corruption plot is like a run-on sentence which involves a select committee really holds right. the attention i find join so- me in the question dojo <laughs> so um basically what's happened is that this consultant is then saying look if you don't withdraw this question now the friendly overtures haven't worked we're going to release this dossier about how you bullied your friend into getting a really bad asthma attack at Glastonbury in 2008, causing him to become permanently <laughs> uh, a vegetable. Like, he was high, he was whiting, he said, can you just reassure me that my legs aren't on fire? And you refused to do that because you're not a bro and you failed to follow the bro code. Yeah, you, it sounds like I'm exaggerating. I'm not. <laughs> the bullying inquiry was that basically Owen uh, it was involved in the downfall of this Jay character who was like a rising star in the labor right in 2008. Um, Wait, and it, so that- if this is a Romar Clef and all of the press was right and he really was, Tom Watson was going to do Q drops in there. So are we saying that Tom Watson like failed to aid a freaking out David Miliband at Glastonbury? <laughs> Well, the David Miliband, I suppose, would have to be a vegetable at this point, because that's what um, uh, uh, Jay is well, how at, the, would you at the end of this book. Lol. Uh, so basically, uh, the personal scandal yeah, is, that, is that Jay Dewan was a promising labor advisor who was all ready to go into a safe seat until, um, uh, let's call him Men Lekluski. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Basically, doesn't take the fellas. Doesn't like him for being too centrist, and a couple small errors about like passing a note to Gordon Brown, uh, snowball non-specifically. Read it to the class. <laughs> yeah, it was like oh, you passed a note to to Gordon Brown when he was on a call. It was the wrong time, and then like that spirals out of control, and now Jay's being bullied by Len McCluskey. Like, he's called Kieran Hyde, but he's his clear standing I, for Len McCluskey. I, I love when union thugs bully me over like my note passing protocol so hard. <laughs> that I do a bunch of ketamine and then become a vegetable. Is this the British equivalent of the Irishman? Is this what is this novel attempting to be? It's so much longer, Nish. Yeah. So much longer. It's, it, yeah, it's the Britishman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where And so basically, then, like, all the bullying is just that Owen McKenna, like, had him removed from some shortlist in Coventry in order to, like, stop conflict Oh, my God, the stakes! Between. Could the stakes be any lower? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ! He get, so he got him removed. His the bullying is that he removed him from a safe seat in Coventry. 
Yeah, that's right. Bill, uh, Bill Clinton's like, novel. Give me somebody trying to like nerve gas a senator. You know, give me some well, actual so- thrills in my thriller. Don't just give me a safe seats, shortlists, and Coventry for my <laughs> Bill so, Clinton's so, novel is literally called The President is Missing. Yes. Bosh. There's some stakes for you. President's <laughs> not the real president, but like... I was just having a little bit of fun. I didn't think everyone would be looking for me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, like, what ha- and what happens is, as it gets revealed, right, it's that Owen J. Uh, Phil Bickford, the Tory minister, and then Georgina Hyde, who's like a sort of promising rising star in the Labour Party also. Wait, wasn't was Lynn McCluskey also called something Hyde? Kieran Hyde? Kieran Hyde, yeah, they get married. Oh, cool. Um, okay, fine. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, awesome. So the idea is that jo- Georgina turns out to be the real villain behind it all, and she's the <sighs> one who like Women. actually sabotaged uh, yeah. Jay, she's the one who got Kieran to not take a shine to him, and so on and so on and so on. Len McCluskey is pussy whipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just um, a huge own on Len McCluskey's wife out of nowhere. Yeah. So, but like I said, like many thrillers, this is all about layering these different stories. So we're going to start with the specifics of the biggest one. Okay. So at the highest level, right? Uh, the bad outcome is that there's this cartel of shady corporate interests who all work through Mondral Consulting, Cambridge Analytica, okay. who all want to profit from the use of NHS data for things like the rating of the suitability of places to open new factories, not just medical things. So uh, this is from towards the end of the book when they realize the stakes. They say that health data has any number of commercial applications. This is the conservative health minister and his hedge fund um, manager wife. They're two heroes of the book. Cool. Um, awesome. Uh, and and yeah. geotagged personal information can tell you an enormous amount about a place. Imagine if you are choosing a place to build a factory or a distribution center. <laughs> this sort of information, this is in the climax, by the way. <laughs> I'm rock hard, so. <laughs> this sort of information will tell you a lot more about your potential employees and the social infrastructure of the place you intend to build than glossy promos of smiling market traders you'll get from the council. Holy shit. Holy fuck. My you could geo profile places. <laughs> The sum of all fears. <laughs> oh my god! Ja- Jack this Ryan. conspiracy goes all the way to somewhere below the middle. Yeah, <laughs> Jim. Jim from the office, armed only with a baton, trying to stop this from happening. Um, she sips her wine, still reading. Mm. Seriously, corporations will pay millions for that sort of analysis. Cool. And that's before you even start thinking about how valuable this stuff is to insure. Didn't think I would miss <laughs> Boris Johnson's four Muslims try and <laughs> blow up Parliament with an ambulance, an ice cream van, or yeah, or an ambulance, yeah, yeah, uh, an ice cream ambulance. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who's had the Who's had the coronavirus? What's the likely vaccine uptake? You can tell that by seeing who gets vaccinations for childhood diseases already. Well, thank what you for this PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> when, did, when did this <laughs> When did this book come out? And at what point did he hastily graft the coronavirus subplot onto it? Well, it came out weeks ago. <laughs> Oh my god, we are the only ones who have read this. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Absolutely. No one else has read this. This is another book that only I have read. (laughs) (laughs) This is the direct to Riley book. Like, MPs might as well just write me a long email. Like, why bother publishing? (laughs) They're flirting with you by writing books, Riley. Um, Oh, fucking uh, hell. Direct to uh, Riley is great. (laughs) <laughs> and and now the government are encouraging employers to offer private health insurance to their staff. One of the stories is like the Americanization mm. of Britain. That this data is going to get even more valuable. Certain locations will mean higher premiums. 
Cool. Awesome. I love the thriller. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Some people might have to pay slightly higher premium. Do you remember the 70s American, like, paranoia thrillers where you just have Robert Mitchum getting in a fist fight on the roof of a convention center or something? Yeah. That's the real shit. And instead, you've got, like, does, the, does this have any fight scenes in it? Who am I kidding? Of course it doesn't. What if you got Tom Clancy to write a book for people who, if they get even a little bit excited, will die? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like a sort of anti-crank. Yeah. Thing. It's like Jason Statham has to keep his pulse below a certain <laughs> level. So Tom Watson you you, mu- you must him. accompany this book with a tepid glass of milk. <laughs> yeah. So basically, right. So that's the bad outcome, right? Is that all of the data the NHS has basically just is sold on the open market without like anonymization. Oh no. And what's what's really funny is that like the conspiracy is to like suppress the good outcome, which is not releasing the, the data. Was well, no. Mm. Oh, heavens no. Alice, no. No, no, no. Not gathering the data. No, no, not that either. Um, the conspiracy was to prevent... Everyone the... gets a bussy. Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. The conspiracy was to prevent the government from adopting like a cryptographic solution to sell the data ethically. Wow. So that's the stakes. Wow. Okay, the best that you can imagine. This is so fucking new labor. It's like, what if... What if we did the bad thing, but it was good because of tech magic? Yeah, that's right. Like, that is, is, is it is not more thing. plausible, I ask you, that this, like, resource-rich conspiracy can't make up an algorithm that doesn't work and sell it to the government? That thing that happened in real life under Tom Watson's watch all the time. So, uh, here's the quote Allegedly. about saying... Here's the quote about saying the good thing that we that were the, the thing that all the heroes are fighting to make happen. It takes the data the NHS has, separates it from geotags and identifiers, and stores it in remote lines of code that can only be assembled and recombined with the right set of digital keys. No, that's keys. that's too obvious. Let's say L Simpson. <laughs> if if a company comes to you wanting to know about the effect of a certain drug in patients who are, for example, over 45 and diabetic, then the NHS can give them a set of keys which will let you have that access to information with matching, at the same time. with matching socioeconomic status, activity levels, whatever you need, but won't tie it to geo-information or any other hooks and inferences which mean you could match real records to real people and places. So there's the stakes is either we have uncontrolled selling of data from the NHS for uh, companies to use, or, um, like, GDPR compliance. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, like, famously, you can always make metadata very, very anonymous. Uh, There's no way to, like, put stuff back together with, like, two or three very easy pieces of deductive reasoning. (laughs) No, you can't do that. Because, like... Because basically, Tom Watson, he understands. It's, it's. I mean, this is like this is centrism in the for, in a microcosm where he understands what like the stakes of a shattering polity are, which is like disaster capitalism. But like the the highest stakes solution he can think of, like the utopia that all the heroes are fighting for, is like. GDPR compliance and a, and a bipartisan <laughs> one, right? Because the oh yeah. Mm. Be- because if you want to sum up this book in one sentence, it is a centrist labor minister and a centrist Tory minister put aside their differences to make sure that the NHS sells data to following the right yeah, uh, methodology. Voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, his absolute wettest dream is making a compromise with wasn't, the Tory. Wasn't this basically the plot to like Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> yeah, effectively. 
and Tom X- Watson and, is the rock in X-Men this because Like this is the X Men Two of centrism. Um. Right. And so this is so that's it just if you think about that, those stakes is great. But this Francis Maguito, this, wouldn't be, <laughs> this would not be a, uh, a book written by an MP if they didn't include a grandstanding network style speech towards the beginning. Oh, hell yeah. This is the bit that I don't think Imogen Robertson's pen touched very much. I <laughs> love it. She like this was her concession, right? She took she took took all of the other stuff out but like no we can, hmm. we can't have a Jeremy Gorbin but like <laughs> yeah. this was fine this i was will trade Watson's you that breaker. for yeah this <laughs> give me the speech or i walk he had Owen Watts' face uh, beating Jer- Jeremy Gorbin in a in a push up contest so the funny <laughs> thing is there is the other thing that's conspicuous from the absence in this book before i get to the network speech is uh there is no mention of what the Labour Party is, was, and did from 2015 to 2019, except oblique references to it getting getting too racist and pandering pandering yeah. to leave voters. Yeah, because all, all, all the Labour Party was at that time was like a mass democratic socialist movement, which to people like Tom Watson, it only exists as an obstacle for like doing GDPR with the Tories. Also, that he was. That he was deputy leader. I thought there would be a scene. Uh, has I, I don't know if any of you have seen Ocean's Twelve, but it's a it's a bad movie, and I say that as someone who has a lot of affection, certainly for Ocean's Eleven. But, Is that um, the one that's set in Amsterdam? Yeah, it's the one where Julia Roberts one, pretending that, to be exactly Julia Roberts. That's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. It's the one yeah, where yeah, yeah. it's the one where Julia Roberts, the actress, meets Julia Roberts, the character, and I I I think I had assumed that at some point, Owen fake MP would at some point stumble into the unnecessarily handsome deputy leader of the Labour Party. <laughs> um, just so, in the gym, just doing yeah, CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, like a, there's a few, a little bit of that, but really, mostly, the only two times he's interested in talking about are the end of new Labour and this, this sort of... It, I, I, the incidents of this book, the events of this book, leading up to a new bipartisan liberal consensus. Awesome, thank you. Thank um, you, Tom so Watson. The in- so basically, the first incident is that Philip Bickford, this liberal Tory health minister, Remainer Tory, uh, has accidentally said, we celebrate the deaths of all the key workers when he meant to say something more conciliatory. <laughs> like, we celebrate the key so, workers. Writing Matt Hancock in, awesome. So, <laughs> and deaths to the key workers, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah and of um, course. And then... Everyone hates him on Twitter, and he storms out of the chamber. He's in a terrible mood, and then he meets a school tour. How do you misspeak that badly? Uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah, not yeah. the big. That's not the point of this yeah. bit, though. So, uh, <laughs> so the, the, some of the students ask him a question, and the, there are two. There's a boy and a girl, and the boy says, "What's the point of all this?" Then the boy waves hello, his hello, head. Hello, hello. <laughs> What's the point of all this? Then no, I'm a junior police officer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and you and yourself in the uh, chamber of commons. You said you said to the gentleman, uh, you said about the deaths of the key workers. Is that is that correct? Do you concur with that statement yourself? Um, uh, that's 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 a really good version of because Brit- British cop talk is different from American cop. Yeah, it's talk. not tactical. It's just like trying to sound smarter than you are. Yeah, um, listen to what so I'm what, saying to you. 
Yeah. What's all the what's the point of all this? The boy waves his hand around, taking in Westminster, the ar- arches and mosaics, the statues and security guards, the researchers fast walking up the shallow steps, Ooh, the TV walking. screens showing committees in progress, the BBC Parliament feed from the chamber. You can feel Tom Watson getting hard right now. Three this. people watching it. Um there are less people who watch BBC Parliament than there are who watch the Trash Future Live. Right. And, and like and, and, genuinely, you can do this with America, kind of, because they have the like fuckery to make it work. That's why this this exact scene works in the newsroom, where people ask mm. Jeff Newsroom. Jeff Newsroom, <laughs> isn't America bad? And he's like, well, <laughs> no. Yeah. So basically, um, what then, but bear in mind, this is a 16-year-old boy in 2022, then says the follow, then says the following <laughs> line. This is just Punch and Judy nonsense carrying on as usual while the world goes to hell. You've got to have the fire <laughs> in your belly. Punch and Judy! Something I just learned about in GCC history, as a matter of fact. The Punch and Judy show from Punch Magazine in cartoons, so yeah. which I greatly enjoy reading. What, can I, can I just say, I'm going to briefly defend this line, because I would much rather read a line that a 16-year-old would only have said in the late 19th century, rather than reading... What Tom Watson thinks a sixteen-year-old in twenty twenty speaks like, because that would have been like it's, it's like a, it's all one hundred gex, isn't it? Sir? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's only gone and done. It's like a bloody TikTok playing against another bloody MySpace. You idiots! <laughs> I don't think this is very poggers, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's poggers at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, saying, you have to look for the silver lining sometimes. Phil- this is this is clapped AF, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. Phil, Phil's been answering this question ever since he ran for his seat in 2012, um, offering usually offering the wor- words of sincere apology, acknowledging past failures, and promising to do better. But today he's had enough. He's off the fucking he's about, chain. He's about to unload on this uh, small he's old man. <laughs> Um, yes, sometimes I think it's a complete waste of time, Phil says. Angry boy's eyes open wider, and keen girl bites her lip. He just said, what? fuck. <laughs> I mean, democracy. We gave it a good go, but it's basically reality TV, isn't it? Celebrity politicians who make used car salesmen look trustworthy. Ooh, advisors- used car salesman joke. Damn. To a 16-year-old. You know, 16-year-olds, they hate used car salesmen. They fucking do, that's right. (laughs) Advisors knifing each other in the back. Journalists who don't know or care about policy, but just want to make politicians sweat under the studio lights. What's that axe grinding noise? Up the garden (laughs) You say Parliament is Punch and Judy? Spend half an hour on Twitter and tell me you still support universal suffrage. Oh wow! Just laying bare the like naked contempt there. Awesome. Uh, It is thriller. This is his like, and the thing is, this is like the big speech that goes famous. What if I told you there was a pig that poops on its own? (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely wish he had had the courage of his convictions to do this shit. I wanted to see Jokerified Tom Watson. Yeah, this is this is this is really like. Can I tell you a joke, Murray? This is huge. <laughs> yeah. What energy. do you get no. when you cross when you cross a first past the post system that tends to produce majoritarian results with a policy <laughs> that's alienated? You get what you fucking deserve. I just, I just, do you know how I got these scars? I, just, I had yeah. some loose skin removed because I lost a lot of weight. I just, I just reckon that Tom Watson went on Twitter and he like discovered like 
he discovered furries and this is where that section came from <laughs> he's <just> angry <laughs> so maybe though this speech goes on for so much longer he goes off <laughs> This has kind of a tears in rain vibe for like <laughs> yeah. the dying brain of a centrist. <laughs> no, or no, or maybe we could. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, maybe we should just put every policy to the popular vote. Free beer to everyone, and we put the PM in the stocks. If the market drops two percent, nationalize the sausages. No? Yes. Or oh, maybe yeah, we yeah, could yeah. ask a little bit more from people, from voters. Maybe you could actually think voters. about who you are electing and why, rather than acting like it's a no, game it's show the where children you vote who are for wrong. your favorite slogan. Wait, is or this don't... now? Is he now blaming? So this politician has, in one day, said death to care workers, and then <laughs> all everything in politics is the fault Inad- of the funders. Inadvertently, a very, very good criticism of Tom Watson from fictionalized Tom Watson. Yeah, well, it's that Tom Watson is, it's the other thing, is like when politicians write books about themselves, or write fiction books, because they're like very unimaginative people, they free, they're, no, they're not empathetic enough to write a character that isn't just some aspect of them. Mm. And so what we have here is basically Tom, just Tom Watson in a series of different hats just sort of all <laughs> yelling at different Tom Watsons. Um, Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Or don't vote at all and tell yourself politicians are all the same because you are too lazy to find out what the differences are. This whole book is about Tories and Labour putting aside their differences to find a sensible sense. Like, the, the thesis of this book is that they're all the same. <laughs> well, the good, there's the smart and the stupid ones. Oh, okay. You know, there's the bad ones, which are the, the ones that are too racist, and then <laughs> there are the ones that are too socialist. You need the Goldilocks racism. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, maybe if you want us to be better, you should better yourself. <laughs> awesome. You the politicians you deserve, yeah. you hogs. I, uh, uh, Phil, the, 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 the angry boy is about to say something, but Phil cuts him off. This feels oh, too good. Shit. His oh, blood is fuck. up. He will, for once, say what he thinks. Because this place matters. It is the mother of parliaments. <sighs> you saw what happens in other countries. Cities and states mm. fighting each other over masks. Do you not what? see what's happened about the masks here? You shoehorned the COVID stuff in. Yeah, I love to like shoehorn in the COVID thing specifically to specify how the UK's response to it was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope this ages well as a take. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the roots of democracy run deeper here, centuries deep, no. and they start here. Our system has emerged out of wars, rebellions, plagues, and struggle. It adapts, and that culture of debate and challenge. The stuff that looks like the end of my dick, you wig history fucker. (laughs) And punch and duty to you. That's That's what makes us strong. We bend, but we do not break because a system grown up over centuries might look eccentric. But by the way, he's supposed to be like saying all this and it's supposed to be a big viral moment to a child. Yeah, this is Tom Watson imagining yelling at a child about not respecting parliament, the building enough. And the the, the child is like, this is too long for a TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All because he was upset because some people on Twitter made fun of him for saying that all care workers should die. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, you want efficiency and nice packaging? Go to the Apple Store. Where were your Whoa, Silicon Valley like these days? Slam, <laughs> slam, slam on you. you. <laughs>
<laughs> Where were your Silicon Valley disruptors when the virus came, letting the usual lies and spread yet, along and yet with you COVID? And yet you tweet pig poop balls at me on an iPhone. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Centrist Tories love Silicon Valley, guys. Like, I don't understand. Like this, this is not an accurate representation of what this guy's politics would be. Well, this is just Tom. This is again. This is just Tom Watson trying to be epic. Yeah. This is him trying to like be sort of epic politician Who goes the off left on love rant. Silicon Valley. Yeah. That'll teach them. Um, yeah, whereas we, the thing is, where were your Silicon Valley guys? Instead, it was humble British businesses like Serco that stepped <laughs> into the void. Uh, Serco and Sons. That's very close to what he actually says. Oh, where, no, where were your Silicon said, Valley no. guys? I don't know. Silicon Valley, probably. Yeah, where, Serco that was founded by Sir Sebastian Coe. Where were your Silicon Valley disruptors when the virus came? Letting the usual lies spread along with COVID and tinkering with their apps. But we were here. Unlike well, the up, British hold up, hold government. Up, hold up. But we were here risking our lives to do everything oh. we could for the frontline workers. Oh. <laughs> Who he just said should die. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so basically, they're only risking um, their lives because of Margaret Ferrier. Yeah, and in in Tom Watson's like fantasy, where his epic clapback speech basically says, "You know who are like the nurses of society is MPs. We're frontline workers on the frontline of politics." That's right. I'm just trying to like imagine at what point in the cycle he thought it would be good to center his whole novel around the idea that the British government's coronavirus response has been good. Like what? I, I just I don't even remember a week where that would have been relevant. He wrote this on March fifteenth and was like, "I presume this is what will be born out." Um, Boris Johnson had the courage to shake everyone's hand. <laughs> yeah, well, that, 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 the phenomenal bit about going on about the tech companies tinkering with their apps, which I mean, I guess if you make apps, is probably what you would do. That's like saying, like, "What did Trash Future do? Making their podcasts?" Like, well, yeah, I'm not a virologist. What the fuck else am I going to do? But like, literally, the British government spent months and billions of pounds developing an app that doesn't work. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. People that are most guilty of this is him. So basically, Tom, what? Well, he sort of resigned before a lot of that happened. No, no, no. But I mean, as oh. in the character, oh, yeah, who's a course. Tory minister. Yeah. Of course. Um, and so he says, so don't you sneer at this place, young man. Don't you dare. Don't you and derogate it, or deride. <laughs> learn some manners. Um, Ooh, so that's yeah. the trouble with the kids these days. No manners. So he basically like imagines getting epic on a kid who's just like, oh, it's a load of hogwash, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> sort of Jesus. imaginary. So you become a Tory through the sword, isn't that, mister? <laughs> some, some, just, uh, just imagining going epic, uh, epic mode and berating some ancient child. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, is it? That's actually one of the parts of traditions. There's an it, ancient child who has to be. It's also like a very British psyche thing to kind of like lots of fan. I feel like lots of like middle-aged British people love fantasizing about like doing brain jujitsu on children. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fully. Um, because they've been disrespected on Twitter, which is very right. explicit in the Tom Watson thing too. You know what this is? This is this is uh, this is falling down for people with lanyards. <laughs> uh, get me a cord. I'm, my MacBook's out of power. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Sorry everyone, we have to pause briefly because I my my MacBook whereupon the notes are contained is Uda, Uda juice. Um, I know a lot of this episode has been devoted to this speech, but the speech is too funny. It's like Punch oh, it's so and Judy, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's like also Punch so, and Judy. It's also so great. Like they could have done anything, but the fact that he chose the error to be saying death to key workers. Um, <laughs> what did you do at work today, honey? Well, a child came up to me and said that Parliament was gay, but I sure, I sure showed him. 
So, but basically, after going epic mode on this boy mm. and uh, ba- slam dunking him for being like rude <laughs> about the Palace of Westminster, yeah. um, Phil turns to the girl in the jacket who blinks and says, "Yes, you had a question." Uh, I just wanted to ask. Any other kids fucking a- want some? <laughs> Trying to get a <laughs> times <laughs> two combo is, here. Is there no one else? Are you not entertained? <laughs> so he says, why did you become an MP in the first place? Um, I wanted to do something that mattered. And it does matter. Mm-hmm. If the last couple of years have proven anything, they proved that. No, they didn't. Yeah. We haven't managed to save everyone. and we I haven't wanted to means test a lot we, of stuff. <laughs> we haven't managed to save every job or business. But the people who work here come in to fight for their constituents every single day. Give us the room to build, to put lives together again. Whatever mm-hmm. side of the floor they're on. Oh, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Fuck all the way off. Like, some of them do, but most of them fucking don't. <laughs> most of them are just like fucking lizards who want to, like, climb the greasy pole. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like you're, you're J- yeah. Jacob Rees Mogg isn't it for that reason. No, and the ones that do spend most of their time like haranguing people on behalf of their constituents are the ones that Tom Watson hates. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a quite a long time, basically fucking with one. Yeah. Um, whatever side of the floor they're on, fuck off. You want to make life better Kiss for ten Tom people? Drop MP4. <laughs> fuck off. You want to make off. you want to make life better for ten people? Fine, be a good person. You want to make life better for a million people? Get into politics. Fuck off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make some weak blooded compromises that please no one? Get into centrist politics. I, I don't. I think th- this is him being like, fuck yeah. This is this is the good shit. This is why they bought the Tom Watson book. Yeah, hell yeah! You want to you want to get a cushy after dinner speaking gig? Get into politics. Um, <laughs> then it you want to lose out, a bunch of ki- weight and get really jacked? Get into politics. <laughs> Call me. Uh, and then it turns out one of the kids was filming him, and it turned into be the greatest viral movement of 2010. <laughs> Yo, whoa! Where, you know what the kids um, love as far as viral moments go is like getting owned by Tom Watson. Mm. Yeah, getting getting owned by the jet by like a low rent version of the yeah. of the newsroom speech. That girl was actually Michael Gove's daughter, and she was filming the whole thing for her TikTok. Um, so, but like, I'm what, deadly serious that there's like enough shine still left on America that you can kind of get away with that liberal vision to do it for Britain, the cursed <laughs> nonce island, to be like, ooh, the mother of Parliament. It just falls on its ass. Yeah, listen, kid. There are two kinds of people in Great Britain, okay? There are pies and there are nonsense. <laughs> you gotta choose which side of the aisle you're on, kiddo. Right. So um basically after that, uh Toby, who's like sort of a Tory Brexity Malcolm Tucker. He's called Toby. Yeah. Uh bursts in and he th- he Philip thinks he's about to get a bollocking. Uh mm. but then Toby says, You have to see this. The minister is trending all over Twitter. Oh, no. All over Twitter. No sodding surprise there. He's even on Fiat 500. (laughs) No, not the fuck up. The thing you said in the lobby. It's all over. The Times is on the phone, and Ian Dunst just quote tweeted you. He (laughs) says, fuck yeah. In my fantasy of my own job, the highest I can aspire to is Ian Dunt has quote tweeted me with fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The most amazing oh, this- thing about this is that the only the only accurate portrayal in this book is of what Ian Dunt would do in that situation. <laughs> yeah. like, that's the only thing he's got right. Also, like, if, wow, imagine been- imagine if anyone associated with Corbyn had been that pathetic as to have written a book right that was like, "Hey, guess guess what? James Meadway has just quote tweeted me. He says, <laughs> fuck yeah.'" <laughs> 
love that. Like uh, this is set in 2022, and Ian Dunt is the host of a program called The Romaniacs. <laughs> yeah, we, it's now I, called The Rejoiniacs. The only way that I will be impre- uh, impressed with this book is if it features me talking about that viral tweet on the top five viral moments of the year 2024. <laughs> That's the only it's, it's way I will respect Quibi, this book. Which at the time of going to print yeah, yeah, still- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, Ian Dunn's just quote tweeted it. He says, to remove Helen Lewis from Watchdog's Legion is censorship. <laughs> um, and again, uh, uh, Telegraph says, ministers off the cuff defense of parliament strikes court with patriotic voters. Jesus patriotic Christ. Patriotic about what? You know, parliament, uh, procedure, select uh, committees. Uh, they've so misunderstood British patriotism. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they have no idea what yeah, British like, people are about. The real about. thing that would strike a chord with patriotic voters is if you just lurched drunkenly out of the chamber and were like, pedos, I'd hang them. <laughs> oh exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, to be honest, uh, are we sure? Is this maybe a satirical thing? Is the Telegraph no. actually talking about when he says, "Is the Telegraph actually talking about the death to care workers?" Yeah. Because the death, <laughs> death to key workers, I can see the Telegraph going patriotic Brits. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And the most hilarious thing is they then say. It's already got your tweet. The original tweet has already been retweeted two thousand times. Oh wow! A whole season. Oh, oh boy! Oh no! There are tweets about balls that have gotten more retweets. I, I currently than that. have more likes on a tweet about Rudy Giuliani standing up in court in a briefcase full full of jelly beans falling open. <laughs> yeah, like this just shows that Tom Watson's like never gone viral. <laughs> Yeah. She's never said anything cool. Like a tweet about like how toxic your grandma is would get like <laughs> tens, t- orders of magnitude more likes than this. Um, so, uh, twenty-five minutes after he left for his walk, Owen McKenna is back at his desk working through the mm. emails and trying to ignore the flood of notifications on WhatsApp. Everyone has been sharing an emoji to react to Phil's speech in the lobby. Which emoji? Eye rolls and fingers down the throat. I don't oh, think that's not right. an emoji. Yeah, is Vera fingers down the throat? Emoji. Emoji. They've been sharing the big mind. Yeah, but maybe. I only use it on my own. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe fingers down the throat. Maybe they've de- added the that. The bulimia community. <laughs> they, they, maybe they added that in like 2021 or something. Yeah, that's part of the law. This is world building stuff, guys. This, mean that, uh, this is wow, world iOS building. 13 was a big update. Yeah, sorry, does it mean that the does it mean with the with the uh, the fingers down the throat emoji? Does that mean that Tom Watson's book is like YA? Uh, so even the leader labor leader who's unnamed has tweeted though i don't often agree with the right honorable member on this occasion blah 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 so a lot like they really like they love that i don't often agree with the right honorable member on this occasion i thought that that was a very a very good and important message it's dying alan partridge that's your cure star (laughs) that's basically it he does sound like dying alan partridge (laughs) um so let's see uh, a few a few more fun things. Uh, oh yeah, meeting Kieran Hyde and his mate Coogan, his stand-in for Len McCluskey. <laughs> so <laughs> his friend Coogan. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, he's, he's knacking with him. Uh, Le- Len, like Kieran is like a union guy, but he's a bully, and he's also gruff, and he's also oh, rich. No. 
um, oh. from like being a union Ugh. baron, yeah. getting rich off the off the mm. actual union. There just shouldn't be unions, so we wouldn't have union barons. Actually, That's right? Yeah. Um, he's also one of the few unambiguous villains in the story. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it transpires he's a serial molester. Yeah. He's also the greatest German fighter ace of World War One. You know, if That's I were it. Tom Watson. Sitting atop the I believe everything Carl Beach just told me, I would be a bit more careful about running with implying people were serial molesters. But go <laughs> I off, I, I guess. To be clear, I don't think he's implying that Len McCluskey's no, a serial molester. I, but I would again, I would in. be a bit careful about writing fictional child molesters when my <laughs> like actual ability okay. to detect the real ones has been also, kind not- of not a child molester, but like a Me Too workplace person. I just wanted to use a lighter word for it. Yeah. Um, um, fucking a, a, chomo. A, a, yes, not a no, chomo. Jeremy Corbyn can't sue me for that comment because that was actually about the character Jiminy Crubbins. <laughs> who is entirely different. Has so, no basis in reality. This, this was at Labour Conference in 2008. Coogan saunters up to him and puts a meaty paw on his shoulder, breathing a day's worth of free alcohol into his face. Awesome. <laughs> Kieran, he would spit in his it. grave listening to you. Oh, he's like Dave a Courtney. top, he would. Like a top, <laughs> he would. <laughs> He'd top you. Kieran Hardy would spit in his grave listening You've to you. You've got to like have the fire in your belly. You've got so, to. Yeah, right, so he's basically writing working class people whose like main sort of crime aesthetically, like why people don't like them initially, is that they're too rich. Um, but and also that they're respectful. fat, and also like meaty poor, and also yeah. like. That that's more physical attributes than Gammon ever conjured up, but all of these people got very upset about that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this is our party. We're not doing Blairite Tory light anymore. And if you think otherwise, you've got another thing coming. He drains the dregs from the glass, and your free wine tastes like piss. Actually, Chad, what I like. Chad. <laughs> he squeezes Phil's shoulder. Wait, this is just Riley. He, he yeah, where where were these enormous union thugs when we needed them to be able yeah. to tell Tom Watson, hey, this wine tastes like piss? <laughs> this is from a subpar terrain, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, where did you get this, Wairu Cove? <laughs> he squeezes Phil's shoulder too hard and lumbers off with his mates before too Phil. That's <laughs> the bad part. Ow. Ow, my shoulder. Ow, my shoulder. I got squeezed by the left. Gigantic fucking nerd. Yeah. Uh, um, Though he is right about the wine, and Coogan's boss, Kieran Hyde, famously knows his way around a wine list. Keir Hardy. (laughs) Okay, that's right. Keir Hardy, great. 19th century solutions to 21st century problems. So yeah, the union guys. the solutions of the 1970s, which we love. Yeah. Well, it's like the yeah the union the union the union guys uh, they're bullies they're uh, actually very rich they are all really know a lot about wine um, and they have nineteenth century solutions to twenty first century problems <laughs> and they're also all really fat and scary and, and they and they talk like uh, James Bloodworth doing an impression of the working class yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the NHS into a steam loom <laughs> <laughs> that's right you heard me you slag. <laughs> uh, so, um, let's see, uh, hang on. Uh, so, uh, at one point, uh, Tom seems to have a conversation with himself by making Kieran and Phil have a fight. Okay. Uh, Kieran, sorry. Um, oh, uh, uh, Owen and the Phil. Two, the two wolves. Owen and Phil have to have a fight. And so this mm, is just Tom right. having a conversation with himself. Um, Owen gets to his feet 
This is the single biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my life. And you are the most sanctimonious, priggish arsehole in Westminster. Priggish. You know that, Phil? <laughs> Does he actually say priggish? Yes. He can't even write the word prick. He can't bring himself to do it. <laughs> Who pays for your party? Half the times, it's the Russians. Oh, bloody Russians. Yeah. Oh, heck off, mate. <laughs> the the rest is the big business lobbyists and vultures who can't wait to tear the NHS apart. Remember, they're fighting to make it so that the data is sold good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who loves big business lobbyists? Unions. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, en- enough. Phil is on his feet now, too. What? And you lot are the keepers of the true flame, are you? So deep in the pockets of the unions that they can choose your candidates, get Jay fired, or write impossible unicorn requests they want, write whatever impossible unicorn requests they want into your manifestos, and make you say thank you afterwards? Impossible unicorn requests like, I don't know, broadband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like just Nationalizing sausages. Earlier, you know what, earlier I said that this book sort of is kind of fine. And for the most part, all the interstitial stuff is, but you can tell the bits that Tom Watson has written. You yeah, yeah, the, really the axe tell. grindy bits. Yeah, yeah. Like that's all. These... The author actually put them in a different font to make it. Clear <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be really. Guys, that would be really. I didn't write this bit. If any of my agents are reading this, I didn't write this bit. That I've got, I've got a it. reputation to maintain. I, I'm actually yeah. surprised she <laughs> hasn't insisted on being an anon. I'm actually surprised she hasn't insisted on being an anonymous ghostwriter. Yeah, I, I feel Imogen. Imogen, you made a bad call. Here. She's a ghostwriter because her career is now dead. Yeah. Um, this from the party that brought us magic Brexit. You betrayed us. I walked away because I because Phil was labor and he left. Uh, I okay. walked away because I didn't recognize the party I joined. You were throwing everything Tony had done in reverse, and you could never listen to any bloody opinion other than your own. Mm. It was all about the party oh, for Tony you. Tony Blair had some pretty bloody opinions. And any thinking criticism was disloyalty. Uh, and any thinking criticism was disloyalty. Huh. Tom Watson wrote that clause. For Love sure. <laughs> Love to see that. Um, that's a, that's a Watsonian so- bit of writing, if I've ever heard it. Sorry, I've just dissociated again because I just remembered that this book is real. <laughs> like sometimes, like we're we're doing we're doing a bit on Trash Future, right? We're reading this book, and it's it's easy to like get into the headspace of thinking that Riley actually wrote this. <laughs> like, yeah, to amuse us. Yeah, and then periodically I just remember that Tom Watson actually has spent like probably most of the last year working on this book as an entirely straight-faced and serious endeavour of a man who, for better or worse, was at like the top table of British politics for like a long time. And this is just how much of a fucking baby he is, (laughs) that like this is what he thinks is like a good book about politics. Well, because what he actually added was like, he adds little details like uh, the the leader was pleased with Owen and made sure that he got an office that was only five minutes walk from the voting chamber or whatever. Like, cool. Just cool. Ir- yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, they had to go through select committee or stuff like. I got a special um, uh, Funko Pop for my desk. <laughs> yeah. I said good boy on stuff it. like this. Um, you know, I, evidently- at the time I called this a Kirk Van Houten book, but I was wrong. This is a Martin Prince ass novel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and look what's happened to you since Brexit is your fault He jabs a che- f- towards Phil's chest with a finger Really? You were happy to court the votes of the anti-Europeans And anti-immigration brigade when it suited you uh, uh, No, they weren't That's why they lost in 2019 <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Not to mention using the EU To cover up for the fact That you let the manufacturing industry In this country Die on its arse on your watch 
Awesome writing, Tom. Uh, you know, so cool. good. Nice. Yeah, such such good writing, Tom. What's going definitely, on here? You definitely shouldn't have resigned from the Labour Party. I don't think you yeah. have a future as an author. I remember when I remember when New Labour did loads of stuff for the manufacturing industry. Like, um, I definitely remember that happening. Well, it, 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 it depends. If you're manufacturing heavy stuff, that goes to the Saudis. They they did a lot for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like really heavy paperweights that we yeah. sell to the Saudis. Exploding, exploding ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, but that adds to the fun. Yeah. Um, you really want to keep that paper down. You should only yeah. use this grenade as a paperweight. We can't stress that. Do not throw it at the Yemen. Don't <laughs> oh, do no, that. they're going to come and yell at you now. <laughs> no, it's <Yeah>. a Yemen. <laughs> um, now, now he cares about industry. Your lot would leave entire cities to die if one of your big data donors told you to. Big data. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness! Is that what, that's the big climactic fight between the two old friends? Mm. Hell yeah! Wow! It's just the is like you, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know uh, when we have a fight about big data. I, I, also, I have another another quote here uh, from later on, which is he writes. Oh, Owen has like an ex squatty as his like office manager Amazing. in his constituency. Uh, of course uh, he does, because he's in touch with the real working class. <laughs> Owen is looking at Liam's arm. The tattoos mostly cover the scarring, but you can see <laughs> it if you look for it. <laughs> oh my it's just a huge Good fucking Lord. swastika. <laughs> Shrapnel from an IED in Helmand, 2008. Um, Liam sees him looking and shifts sideways. Sorry, doesn't make a soldier feel any better, saying, sorry what sent you to war. Turns out it was a shit idea. But I was there for the bloke next to me, not for Tony Blair. <laughs> just cool. abs- just right. Ab- right. I am here to absolve yeah. Tom Watson of his many sins. <laughs> this, yeah. this book was pretty much done, and then Tom Watson watched Band of Brothers and was like, yeah. hell. Marine yes, Todd God. walking in to be like, nah, actually the Iraq war was, you know, it was fine, yeah. I guess. Well, the, it was a bad idea, but it was. I was there for my friends. Owen <laughs> ran across the aisle to the Tories. No one could believe what they were seeing. But what was really crazy, once he'd linked up with the Tories, he came back. <laughs> Just paste it fanfic. Like, I'm expecting mm-hmm. someone to, like, start fucking someone like start fucking the prime minister <laughs> like, at any point. This all just reads like really bad fanfic that, like, teenage girls get well- mad about. It's Tom Watson writing fanfic about what he thinks about what he wishes politics was. Right. Like this is him writing a version of people, a version of events, and it's all of these like little bits of skewed reality of him either of just sort of absolving himself for his mistakes or fantasizing about like a world in which his predilections are advantages rather than disadvantages. Um, it's, it's just like in any, just like in colonizing Mars or think, imagining end of the world scenarios, you always project your own strengths onto your fantasy. So it's unsurprising that his fantasy is of this like weird, hyper real anodyne world where people care about PMQs and, you know, soldiers say the following sentence and all this apologizing for the war gets my goat. Why go over it? Let it lie. Never seen this shit do any good for anyone. Cool. Wow. Yeah, I, lo- I love when the like world? the best uh, defense I can make with a fictional character of my sort of my political tendencies' greatest political crime is grizzled old sailor being like, "Yar, the sea, she be a cruel mistress." <laughs> Yes, yeah. I'm very excited for like Tom Watson's book about the zombie apocalypse, where the zombies are breaking down the doors of Parliament, and then everyone turns to Tom Watson and goes, "Oh, we're going to need a bipartisan solution to this one." And also, I think the Iraq War was not that bad. 
yeah. compared to the zombies, the Iraq yeah. War. I think we can all agree that that's old news now. <laughs> and also, like, so this is sort of getting into the falling action here. Like, the personal scandal of Owen trying to sabotage Jay's career is also very weird. Like, can you imagine in 2022 a scandal about not even like an MP, but like about what some like shadow, like junior shadow ministers did in 2008 that was like to someone else who's just not in politics anymore? <laughs> Only like, under know, one condition, that? and that's that they are at all on the left. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, um, well, in 2022, after like a series of challenges and where after bowing has replaced shaking hands and like all the streets have more potholes in them and it stuff. It became Japanese. Yeah. Um, like that, they, they said that the headline is Horror House in Lambeth. MP Owen McKenna accused of destroying the career of rising star Jay Duan, leading to tragic decline. Oh, not tragic decline. That's the headline. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, that's the headline that's like cutting through and destroying his life. Fourteen years later. Oh boy. In other news, um, no one can hug their grand. <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah. Right. And that's just and right. So don't forget. Cancelled. Um, <laughs> is is that the high level story is that two centrist Labour and Tory MPs who used to be housemates overcome their fraught political past uh, to quash a false parliamentary bullying report that turns out was kind of the fault of a major trade unionist the whole time, and then putting aside their differences to fight to be sure that NHS data can't be sold onto companies except in a way that's GDPR compliant. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Edge of your seat stuff. Wow. It's like uh, it's the taxi for Tom Clancy. This has just sapped all of the energy out of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> this just uh. Yeah, I'm just ex- I'm exhausted. It's a rare example. <clears throat> <clears throat> whose lack of political ambition matches its lack of literary ambition. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's it's a it's a book about a mild disagreement on the quest to make things marginally less bad. <laughs> that's right um, and then and that's actually one of the pull quotes from the cover <laughs> and he, here's Kuba. the thing <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically uh, so yeah they like they get together and they they sort of there's a little bit of like espionage where Phil has to go into 10 Downing Street and like take pictures of some procurement files that show that they actually <laughs> quashed the good idea Amazing. Just uh, hurriedly remembering that I'm writing a thriller and being like, what's a thing that's in a thriller? Uh, Taking photos on your phone. Yeah. (laughs) Tom Watson dressed all in black in a turtleneck crawling through the gardens of 10 Downing Street. What what do you think he's training to do that PE thing for? (laughs) Just discovers some cottaging. So that what basically they say, so as it all comes together, again, this is uh, uh, Phil and his genius hedge fund wife, Sarah. Cool. this thing Owen has stumbled into is a toxic hellhole, and we're going to need a strategy. A toxic hellhole. And you might need to do the right <laughs> thing again. That's what had surgery for. Yeah. <laughs> do the thing again? The he right li- thing again? Do I've already r- done the right thing. <laughs> he listens with a blossoming sense of dread. No wonder Greg, this Cambridge Analytica mandrel consulting guy, mm. has gone to extremes to try and keep Owen quiet with his question. If mm. the Secretary of State for Health has done this, Phil, there must be evidence in the department somewhere. 
Now, I don't think they get together and write down the details of their conspiracy in a handy email chain, Sarah. Hey, Mr. Secretary of State, just a quick email to confirm that we'll keep donating vast sums of money to your party <laughs> and rolling out fat speakers fees if you'll just crush this data initiative thing. So, Number one, hold yes, on. They do. That's what they hold do. On. They do that. Was it, was it mm. not the case that a large part of the conspiracy to, like, slow roll complaints in the Labour Party to fuck with Corbyn was exposed because they kept a fucking, like, WhatsApp chain? Uh, so it would seem, yes. I mean, like, I, this is what's annoying me about this is how stupid it portrays lobbyists are. They're evil. They're not stupid. No, they're MPs not are stupid, stupid enough to think. They're not stupid enough to think PMQs matters. <laughs> Do you remember when Ed Miliband dismantled Boris Johnson at PMQs? No, you don't even fucking remember it because no one cared. They cared for like happen? an hour. Like. Just, none of it matters. Like that's about that's about as good as PMQs gets, and it still doesn't fucking matter because no one fucking cares. Right. And here's the other thing, right? It's that like the Tories, the the problem isn't anyone's politics. It's that they've been corrupted, right? There right. is no bad politics. Right. There's just good no. and bad management. Yeah. Um. And that's what I mean. Is like talk, this is why this book is so weird to be set in 2022, but why I think it makes sense that they talk about a scandal from 2008. It's because Watson's brain was totally overtaken by events mm. in like 2014. The trouble with the Nazis is they weren't subject to proper parliamentary scrutiny. <laughs> um, so I had some fun with the register of members' interest today. Sarah goes on. Oh, oh fuck my off! God. Is that a sentence? Uh huh. <laughs> that Jesus sounds like a fucking Christ. sentence from a Carry On film. <laughs> carry On Up Parliament. <laughs> um, the sec current Secretary of State for Health has accrued a large second income through making very short public speeches. It's quite clever. He hasn't been paid huge sums by companies who buy and sell NHS data, but other Mondral consulting clients have paid a lot for his time. The Russians do something similar to smuggle cash out of the country. Cool. It works like... Yeah. Oh, the Russians, eh? The fucking Russians. Why can we not imagine, like, Britain being able to fuck up its politics without the help of the Russians? <laughs> like, why do the... Like, do they think that, the, like, the Russians are bothered about this shit? Well, I... My thinking, like, hearing all of this is endless, being bored by so much of it is kind of like, this is really at the heart of, like, what Tom Watson is, like, trying to say. And it's interesting because, like, this book was billed as, like, a, it was, it, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was, like, billed as this kind of, like, salacious and scandalous insight into what Parliament is actually like, but, like, through a fictional lens. And it was, mm -hmm. like, marketed as if it was, like, a, you know, a W.H. Smith, like, detective novel or a John Grisham novel or whatever. Like at the heart of it is really just like that. This is just an extremely boring book where like very little is done, and where like the minutia of kind of the the minutia of like grievances that Tom Watson has towards his fellow MPs over like the dumbest things are kind of like massively inflated and take up, I assume, like ten twenties of pages, right? Um, mm -hmm. yeah, so like to actually get to kind of like the scandal of this all, I imagine just like takes ages to get to because we're just like dealing with like various monologues and various like micro grievances that talk about has like I've cons consumed Tom Watson. Like I can imagine him like just thinking about like all these grievances while he's like doing like chest presses in the gym and he's thinking like, yeah, fuck, this would be <laughs> such a good book. Um, but it's because, yeah. this is literally because like, this is just the world that he is lived in and is obsessed by and he's consumed by, um, which is very much like the British parliamentary, like, tendency which is once you get consumed by that world like everything sort of revolves around that which is why an ian dunt retweet feels really exciting to him <laughs> but like literally God, yeah. no one else 
Yeah. <laughs> he fantasizes about getting quote-tweeted. And it also kind of says a lot about like the, the nature of like Labour Party politics as well, where like people who aren't obsessed with the minutiae of like parliamentary process are not just considered to be like weird, but are considered to be like actual threats, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's and it's it's that where like because he's supposed to be bringing in. I don't. I don't think he can tell the difference between dis, dis, interesting and detailed either. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't. <laughs> there's a gulf. <laughs> oh boy! Only, like, I, I, I don't yeah. really think the only people I ever see yeah. talking like I this I, are like civil servants and people. Not even civil servants. It's like people who have like worked as like an assistant to an MP and have become so like obsessed with their job that like this is the stuff that matters to them. Yeah. Or like people who work for fact-checking services. Um, yeah. The most tiresome <laughs> people on the planet. So uh, I've got, I've got the, the sort of the, the conclusion here, right? They've revealed the conspiracy, which was to like fiddle the procurement and not buy the GDPR compliant way to sell NHS data. Oh. All of the bullying concerns from 2008 have been resolved. It turns out that it wasn't <laughs> Owen's fault. It was a conspiracy <laughs> involving this trade unionist who also is like a danger, by the way, and then gets like me tooed into the countryside. No one cares. Like, I look, know. The problem, but- the problem with political bullying is that there's not enough of it. Most of these people <laughs> haven't been bullied enough, and that's why they are the way they are. <laughs> so- Allow me to bully every MP, <laughs> and then we'll get somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that that'd be great if we could do like a sort of if if TF Just wedging everyone on their way into parliament. Is- TF should run like a, a version of Synanon for MPs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here in my eye as I wedgie Jeremy Corbyn because it's about <laughs> fairness. Um, so uh, basically, here's the denouement then of the political action. The government takes until late afternoon. This is all revealed. The government mm. takes until late afternoon to circle the wagons. The prime minister makes a statement from number 10 promising an immediate investigation. <laughs> a performance of outrage, <laughs> sorrow, and concern. He manages to thank the journalist, Charlotte Cook, and her colleagues for bringing the matter to light, staring in the camera with his best shocked and serious expression. The Secretary of State for Health resigns in time for the six o'clock news and is photographed leaving number 10 with his head down and issues a short statement a insisting on his protruding from his mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Owen, you'll be shocked to hear that Mondral Consulting has just announced that is ceasing trading. So Cambridge Analytica has now been defeated. The corrupt oh, Tories yeah. are out. Lobbyists, lobbyists just immediately close their company as soon as there's any kind of scandal. That's a thing that happens. And then in they real never life. lobby again. Yeah, they never. They lobby go on again. to be, uh, you know, um, they repair dishwashers or they be roofers. Yeah, they're going to witness protection. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems the tactic of claiming Greg was running the whole operation failed to f- boring. Oh, and the firm that inherited the cryptography company has mm. hived his work off to a new company. And they're going to be hiring your friend, Professor... So this is all details from the book that I just had. already No, No <laughs> doubt the new Secretary of State for Health, your friend Phil Bickford, will make sure that this work is supported and made use of. Cool. Books are so, so boring. We basically... So the main achievement was that they got rid of you the You read all of this? All of it. 100% of this book. It was wow. hundreds of pages. It was very long. Amazing. For you. I did it all for you. All for Not you, Damien. I do. I, did I it, do it for I you. I did it all for the listeners. I mean, we say Nish gets tortured. Nish doesn't get tortured. Nish is in here and out of here in an hour and a half. He just has to it's, know about it. Barely I skin read, off my back. Yeah, it's you're I the one who's torturing yourself. All of it. I'm the one in the saw situation. Yeah. I definitely think you're the only person that's read all three of those books. Yeah, for mm. sure. I don't. I don't think the, there is a person in the world other than me who has read seventy-two virgins and the Victorians 
and the house. Yeah. It's just like an alternate version of you who's doing a slightly different podcast in a different universe is the only other person. <laughs> so, and also, don't forget, that's like what what the what the main like that's the goal has now been achieved which is a, a good tory is now in a senior position to be secretary of state for health even in yeah. his fantasies he still <laughs> concedes <laughs> amazing that's really yeah. brilliant that's really so good cool. Um. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Uh, GDPR is back being respected. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, they don't say that. That's the end result. Is that they get in a Tory health minister who will respect GDPR. That's Perfect. Great. That's what that that's is. what politics is about. That's why. That's why we all got into this game. It's just to get someone we mildly disagree with into positions of power. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah. correct. Yeah, that's the best you can do in politics. So this, this final thing, this is from the closing lines of the book. The long walls of the ancient hall are now lined with artwork, all made in response to COVID-19. <laughs> on, <the north, laughs> on the north wall are commissioned works from new and established artists. To the south are pieces created by the public at large. And between them, the politicians, power brokers, researchers, assistants, and servants of the house move to and fro, trying to assess what has been gained or lost. In the game of politics, there's one <laughs> referee. And that referee is the Prime Minister. That's right. That was when I was approached by a teenage boy who said, uh, Mr. Watson, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. No, religion. Yeah, there's not, but there's no, there's no turkey at the home for TikTok teens. <laughs> Why does it? This, this sounds like so much like your fake taxi voice. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Watson, shut up before I come back there and slap your sis. Yeah, I can't believe a small child came up to Tom Watson and said, oh, Shut the fuck up before I come back there and slap your tits. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So there we go. That is our journey through the house. I hated this. I hated every thriller. minute of this. This felt Absolutely like five amazing. hours of work. It was upsetting. Yeah. It, just, it wasn't. <laughs> I need to yeah. sleep. Here's the problem. I, here's the problem. I think that was worth it, right? It was boring. Yeah. We all know that it was boring, but it was also just never committed to anything. Like from what no. I read, read anyway. So like, I would have been interested if I would. I would have been a lot more interested if he had like really capitalized. <laughs> like on, you were like, okay, it's gonna be too 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 much of a reach to be like. I would have been interested. Yeah, I, I would have been. I would have been a little <laughs> bit interested if he had like really capitalized on like the minor grievances. Um, yeah, and yeah. Really, kind of just like juiced them for all it was worth. Like I wanted to. I, you know, if there was like a six page screed about like someone who had wronged him by like taking the yes. last like. Pair, like pack, oh, of, I have a pack question. of like energy bars or something from the parliament like cafe. I would have been really into that, but it yeah. didn't really. Come I have a related question. Yeah, go on. It uh, is. Does Jess Phillips have a book? Yeah, she does, but it's uh, not fiction. Uh, 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 um, I, I I love that I've set up this next installment of the Saw franchise here. Wow, that that will be a book that's only been read by Riley and my ex girlfriend's sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think you know what I think it's... eventually like you should open a like presidential library, just of all these like. <laughs> Just of all these British terrible books. books. Yeah. The library of horrors. <laughs> That's right. Um, Riley's Believe It or Not library. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that's God. Isn't that's just? I mean, that's it, right? That's that's what I have to do. Like, I have developed a very particular set of skills. Yeah, skills. Make you a nightmare for people like that. <laughs> Make me a nightmare for MPs that want to have books that are loved by all who read them, <laughs> and yeah. the only people who read them in some cases. I mean, I remember. <laughs> This is, yeah, this is a really bad, a really bad situation that we find ourselves in here. Because, I mean, also, like, the, the we bought three copies of Matt Ford's book. So we are definitely the people who have bought the most copies of Matt Ford's book. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm by actually, virtue of our own incompetence. Genuinely, we must be. Yeah. yeah. So, who, so yeah. Who, who really, who uh, really is the mark here? Us. <laughs> you, yeah, the us, listener, for listening to us. Yeah, we're all marks. Tom Watson is one again. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, more people have listened to this episode of this podcast than will ever Tom, read. Tom, Tom Watson book. is like listening. Hey. Tom Watson is listening to this podcast right now. I guarantee you. And he's like, you know, pumping dumbbells, and he's just laughing. He's laughing at all of us. Like mm-hmm. even he didn't. Even he didn't mm-hmm. read his, his book. He just kind of gave some ideas, gave some pointers. Is like, I'm not fucking doing the rest of it. Left it to everyone else. We were the he's fucking idiots. No, I, I mean, we like Riley was like the only one who actually read the book cover to cover. So. <laughs> Wait, it's it's like the joke in in Monty Python, where like no one can read the whole book because it's too powerful. <laughs> so it was worked on by a number of authors in sequence who could only see parts of the book at a time. <laughs> um, that's exactly it. Uh, Nish, final judgments. I th- I wish it was pettier. Is mm, my thing. Right. Like I really was hoping. Not something you have to say often about the labor right. Yeah, but- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I sort of thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more score settling ish. I definitely was misled by the word thriller because I think I assumed that led me to believe something was going to happen rather than yeah. just. I, I'm surprised. Oh, heavens no. At the, at the last minute inclusion of, um, of COVID 19. And I think Tom Watson probably was. And I think that's probably put the cat amongst the pigeons of a lot of this book um, <laughs> because it, it, he's ended up in a situation where he's. Because of, because the book is basically, you know, Tom Watson wanking one off about the idea of the government. He's ended up, unfortunately, in a situation where he has to be like, and they did such a good, only 50,000 deaths. Oh, it was, what a great <laughs> job it was. So, wow, yeah. I mean, I guess in a way, I blame COVID for the demise of Quibi and the quality of Tom Watson's book. And those were two <laughs> things... That could not have been foreseen without the pandemic. Without the pandemic, yeah. Quibi would be the new Netflix, and Tom Watson's book would be the new West Wing. There's so, an alternate right. reality in which Nish Kumar is giving a glowing review of this book on Quibi <laughs> to 50 million exactly. viewers. Exactly. Exactly. So, who um, is the real victim? Me. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's, that's the kind of pettiness. That's the premise of the book. That's what I thought the book was going to be. Yeah, mm. that's the kind of pettiness that I really wish Tom Watson was able to bring to bear in uh, whatever this book was called. <laughs> um, Tom Watson's book, which shall remain nameless. <laughs> Tom Watson's book, uh, whatever it was. I, yeah. I forget. Right now, already, just like the photo in Back to the Future, it is blessedly fading from my <laughs> yeah. memory. Yeah. Who, who is Tom Watson again? With 
all of you. Yeah, if only Riley had had sex with his mom, then maybe this book would have <laughs> been better. Oh, okay, I get what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you thought that was just apropos <laughs> of nothing? Oh, Milo with his classic milf incest <laughs> bits. <laughs> Wait, actually. Well... <laughs> Um, anyway, so I think um, I think that's yeah. A- step into my book basement. <laughs> I think that's about it for us. Um, Nish, do you have anything you want to plug? Or are you just chilling? Uh, no, I'm just chilling currently. So I'm just plugging yeah. uh, good vibes. Yeah, go back in time and buy a subscription to Quibi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, pl- I'm pl- Quibi, plug your guys. own personal brand. Be aware of the existence of Nish Kumar. Yeah, be yeah. aware of Nish Kumar. Yeah, um, he's out there, hey, guys. If you find Nish Kumar on PlayStation Network. Add yeah. yeah, yeah. Add me. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Add Nish Kumar on PlayStation. Uh, figure yeah. out what his handle is first, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone figure yeah. out. I actually, uh, I'm in the process of setting it up. It's a, uh, it's a new world of uh, consoles that can connect to the internet. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah. Uh, Nish Kumar has been dragged kicking and screaming into 2013. <laughs> Tom Watson, what are you doing here? Nish and Tom Watson, yeah, b- blessedly gaming together. <laughs> mm. Just pure Chad shit, just for the guys. <laughs> That's what we're all about. Um, I changed my right. screen name to Jeremy Corbyn, and Watson got really aggressive very quickly. <laughs> Had a heated gamer <laughs> moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah well um that is uh that is I guess the end of Riley's on the phone so I'm just gonna wrap this up <laughs> yeah I I, um, I I am now Riley uh well yeah, thank you for dead. another bonus oh uh, uh, guys uh, this is the end of the podcast or uh, yeah yeah he's getting a call from the trash future lawyer about right about uh Tom Watson's book um <laughs> do not do not say we don't know what it's called um uh yeah there's uh this is this is on the patreon so you already uh bonus um, you're already paying us five dollars a month so thanks for that you can also tune into uh the live streams uh thursdays and sunday nights at 9 p.m you can also listen to 10k posts and well there's your problem and the russian podcast which also has a patreon now so do that uh soon we will be launching an online store for merch we've got new merch coming do not email me about the merch i can't please please for the love of god <laughs> stop sending me emails about the merch we would i hate the emails so much with it i mean we love that you want to buy the merch but there are too many a emails. small That's child the- emails you and you are forced to epically destroy him about the merch in a speech that goes viral yeah if you email me about the merch um but we will be launching an online store to obviate the email issue in a way that i think will make this better for (laughs) i really like the emails like so whenever i see them it's kind of like the 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 kind of like subject matter the subject line is always they're always like very fun uh things about honk for yeah some of the subjects are good yeah yeah Yeah. and people do keep saying that like hey i like the show which is nice to see you can just email us compliments at any time you don't need (laughs) to like ask milo to do a bunch of work yeah Yeah. that's right yeah don't do that that's not praxis um anyway whatever the opposite of praxis (laughs) so uh i just want to uh thank uh nish kumar thank you for my pleasure um thank tom watson for writing whatever it is that he wrote i've forgotten now (laughs) A wine list. Yeah, sure. Yeah, hmm. thank you, Tom Watson, for writing thank that nice wine Thank you, Tom Watson, list. for writing hmm. a binder full of pussies. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and, uh, Mitt hey, Romney. Hey, well, um... <laughs> oh, I did the we, pussy binder bit before we started recording, yeah. so that's just yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, that's, incomprehensible. That's be absolutely. Yeah, this, is, this, this is something that is part of Alice's bottom surgery. This is, <laughs> this is not derogatory. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, DM me, I'll it. explain it. I will yeah, not I do that. Everything. Uh, and I will, uh, we'll see you in the free episode next week. Yeah. Later. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye.
Thank you.